0: It can be a spoken word, a quickened scripture. And let me pause right there real quick. It is that when the word is when there's a word quickened in you, that means that that, that, that that is the Father speaking. Watch this. Watch this. I had to learn this. Times that I'm praying for something, believing God for something, I'm asking God, give me a word about it, or, and then I pick my Bible up and I read through the scripture, And he gives me revelation. And then when I'm out throughout the day, all of a sudden what I've been asking him to do is give me a word about something. He quickens in my spirit throughout the day. And he says, "Remember, you asked me for that word. And then he begins to draw my attention to a particular passage so that he can give me the answer for what I'm praying about. All Mm -hmm. All All right. Here's the key. Here's the key. When you pray, you have to listen when you listen, he may not answer right then and there. But watch this—we call it lag time. Watch this, meaning that, meaning that, that if I, I know a bunch of farmers in in in, in over in Indiana, and they plant, and and when they plant seeds into the ground, they they don't. They plant it, but they, they don't go out to the ground and t- and start digging up two weeks later. Watch this. It's called lag time. They understand lag time. Sometimes the Holy Spirit says, I'm going to speak to you in a lag time, meaning that you're going to have to wait on it just a little bit. before I speak to you because sometimes when I'm speaking to you it's going to be in the right timing it's going to be in the right season so that you will know that I'm right there by your side and weeping may endure for a night but joy, the joy of the Lord the word of the Lord will come to quicken you to take you to another level is that right? so we know the word is quicken it's vision it's prophetic pictures it's prophetic pictures it amazes me nowadays how so many believers don't even spend time in the word That's right. That's right. the other thing is is that when you ask people would you like prayer mm-hmm. nowadays they look at you like well they sit and pause hmm. as if it's a foreign thing and it's amazing yeah I mean you start doing start doing this so I said hey can I pray for you they'll sit there Maybe. Well, I mean, some people will say I'm good. We have deuce, reduced God down to nothing. That's right, huh? Back in the day, he used to be everything. That's right. I don't know about you, but the Bible says he's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. Hello, somebody. Here's what I want to help us with. I like what Luke 1.37 says. The word, the words from God impart faith and empowers us to fulfill when we speak, when God speaks. When God speaks, he's empowering me and thrusting me forward to whatever I'm believing him to do for me, okay? He's taking me up higher. Sometimes, here's here's what I heard the Lord say. He says, sometimes when I call you to wait, it's not that you have done something, but I'm gonna release my word to encourage you in the moment that you need the word to be encouraged in. Mm-hmm. Watch this, let me press for We're believing God for some things right now, and every now and then, as I've been believing God for about a year about some things, he will come throughout my time of meditation, he will say, remember that thing that you've been praying about? I say, yes, Holy Spirit. He says, just know, that you're in, the, you're in the transition to getting there. Okay. Sometimes you're in transition. Hello, somebody. Transition. Many of you are in a prophetic season right now. You're just in the middle of your prophetic season. Mm-hmm. Here's what I want to help you. Don't give up on your prophetic word. Oh. Don't give up on the thing that you've been praying about. Some of you have been praying about some things for quite some times, but the Bible says that the accuser of the brethren is accusing you day and night. And here's the key. You're going to say, Father God, show me areas that is hindering you from making this thing come to pass. Because here's the key. God's word is not going to come back void; It's going to come forth. That's right. That's right. Ooh, man. Part number two is Busyness can be a sign of spiritual barrenness right. I the Holy Spirit talked to me he says he says so I want you to turn over to Luke chapter 10 38 and 42 it's the story of Mary and Martha mm-hmm. Martha was made made Jesus welcome in their house she, he made Jesus welcome he, she's like come on in there's some significance to this Mary made him welcome but also demonstrated a hunger, to learn and to be mentored by Jesus. Here's what I love about prayer. Anytime that I come, like this morning, I was having my board meeting, I said, Holy Spirit, just mentor me. Just talk to me. Talk to me. Here's the key, many times we overvalue talking and we undervalue listening. We have to listen more than we talk. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm traveling, in my travels, the Lord tells me when I'm in hotels, he says, don't turn the TV on. Don't turn it on. Th- I just want your attention. I want you. Here's what I want to challenge you tonight. God, ask God, what season am I in right now? And what do you want to speak to me? What do I need to give up to go up? What do I need to release? Because here's the key. The theme of this is, the Holy Spirit says, you can't agree together, if one person is going one direction, and another person is going another direction, you can't come into agreement. Here's what the church needs, particularly here in the city of Portland, we need, a, everyone needs to come into a place of agreement But we can't come into a place of agreement because you don't believe the way I believe. You don't think the way I think. And at the end of the day, we all serve a King of Glory. Amen. 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 So, so start asking, Father, what season am I in right now? Because when I know what season I am I in, the season that I'm I'm walking through, all of a sudden, now I know how to tailor. My, my life based on the season. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, help me somebody. Now I know how to tailor my life on what circumstance I'm in. Because here's the key. Everybody's going through something right now. Mm-hmm. Come on, talk to me right now. Mm-hmm. Everyone's in it, coming into a season. Everyone's in the midst of a season. And some are coming out of a season getting ready to jump into a new season. But when you know what season you are in, you know how to prepare yourself in the season. Because the Bible says that the, the, the enemy is coming in, trying to come in like a flood. But I'm going to tell you, tap your neighbor a neighbor. He's going to lift up a standard. He's going to lift up, up, up a standard. You've got to understand that God is saying you don't have to fight by yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't have to fight by yourself. But what you will have to do is know what season you're in, you have to know what where you going, she welcomed him. She was mentored by him. She positioned herself to hear. Mm-hmm. She positioned herself to hear. Here's the here, here, thought here. You're gonna have to position yourself to hear from him. And along with position yourself to hear from him, you're gonna have to wait on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Many times, we don't like to wait. Many times, when we come before the Lord, we give him a list of things that we need him to do. Yeah. We need to help, Father God, I need you to go ahead and change this, and don't be in a tense fellowship or something with your spouse, a tense fellowship. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Get that tense fellowship. And God, you need to fix him. You need to do this, and, I, and God, by the way, I got this and this, and the Father God, Holy Spirit is saying, wait a minute, hold on. He says, wait, why are you leaving? if you just sit there and just position yourself. And sometimes, position ourselves, we don't know how to wait, because our life, world, society says, it's all about the time, it's all about the schedule. And the very thing that you need breakthrough in can be right there in the midst yeah. of your quiet time. Nothing's too hard for him. He knows right where you are, and he knows how to fix it. All you and I have to do is sit there and position ourselves to listen to what he's saying. Thank you, Holy Ghost, let me, let me press my claim. And then, when you come in agreement with your spouse or in your children come together, the devil begins to say, they're not supposed to come in agreement because here's the key: the enemy is trying to destroy the family. But when a family comes into an agreement, has a unit, ah, oh, watch this, things begin to turn around. But sometimes we know, man, man, we don't like to pray with our wives. Sometimes that's kind of uncomfortable. Don't let me hang you, brothers. <laughs> you, know, you know when they they, they all ooh and chewy, man. Come on, let's grab a hand. And sometimes, brothers, we sit there and look and we kind of look around and see. But the reality is, is that here's the key. God is saying, when you come into agreement, he's not just there in the midst. He's always been there. He's never left us. Watch this. Here's the other key. It is, 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 when he comes in the midst of everything, the Holy Spirit is already there. He dwells within us. He's in us, right? He's, he's inside you. He's inside. He's inside of us. So watch this. When, when we looked at that, I said, Holy Spirit, talk to me. He said, Clyde, When I'm, I'm already in you, here's the key. It blew my mind this afternoon. He said, you have to first learn to agree with me and you first. <laughs> And then when you can agree, you and I can agree together, then all of a sudden, then you and everybody else can come into agreement. Because when everyone else comes into agreement together, you're one accord. That's right. That's right. You don't want to court. And if you're on one accord, then everything that the enemy thought he had done, he cannot do because you don't want to court. Because watch this. You agree with the Holy Spirit first. Then you come with Bishop and, and you come with everyone else and you say, we're going to pray about this. We're going to take back our city. And you come into it and now everybody is in agreement. See, so you agree first in your spirit with the Holy Spirit and then you come in together and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says, here I am. Mm-hmm. And then divine strategy is released. Okay. Mm-hmm. Divine strategy is released. Here's what I heard the Lord say. I want to release divine strategy in a new way that you have never seen before. But you're gonna have to learn to agree with yourself and the Holy Spirit first. He asked the Holy Spirit, help me. He says they have to learn to yield to me. Yielding takes some time. You can't just say, Holy Spirit, I'm yielding. To yield means to release everything. Control. release control. Control. Holy Spirit, you in control. Take all of me, occupy me, so that I can position myself to hear. Let me let me help you. Up. Anytime that we prophesy, we have to position ourselves to hear. Mm-hmm. Because prophecy is not for the person or the prophet. It's for the person that yeah. is received. Right. Yeah. Oh, help me, somebody. The Bible says if you receive a prophet in the name of the prophet, you get a prophet's reward. But well, what is the reward? I thought the reward was for me. <laughs> the reward is not for me. The reward, the Bible says, if you receive the teaching and the instructions, yeah. mm-hmm. the reward is for you. And what is the reward? It is the prophetic ministry to go into your heart and mind, to release you into another season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get down to mind Here's, 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 here here's, here's some of the thoughts. I heard, you, I heard Jesus the word firsthand and received personal revelation. She received Jesus' word firsthand and received personal revelation. Martha's inner condition revealed by the word she spoke. Pressure of so many things she believed was necessary to do. Driven by the demands of unselfish tasks, distracted by dragging things all around her. You begin to look at the life of her. She brought things around. Here's what I heard the Lord say. Tonight is a night that you're not gonna drag the same thing that you had in 2016. And today, you're not gonna drag it into this season. You will have to learn to let some things let everything go that you brought in in this new year. The year is almost like this four more months until twenty eighteen comes and you steal my God, help me somebody, you're still dealing with the stuff that you had in 2016, and God is saying, it's time to break out of that and go into the new season that I had you to go into. You can't just sit back there and chill out. You've got to say, God, I want what you have for me, because what God has for me, it is for me. But God cannot give you what you're not allowing him to give you because there's no room inside of you for him to give you. You're going to have to make room for him to do some things. Mm -hmm. We call it delayed process. Mm -hmm. There's some delayed things on the inside. And then you must understand that what's delayed, Father God says, let that thing go, you can't pick it back up. One thing we say, we let it go, but the enemy all of a sudden begins to bring the spirit of destruction, and you find yourself picking that very thing back up. And God says, you can't pick it up, and if you don't pick it up, I'll step back until you let me deliver you. Deliverance is just not a process, and deliverance is all the way through. And God is trying to deliver the church, to get them out of the phargic state and have the spirit of Jezebel and the Leviathan spirit and everything that's out of there so that you can move to another level. I don't know about you, but I want to move to another level. I want to go to another level because when I begin to pray, I want to see prayer move some things. I want to see chains broken. I want to see families delivered. I want to see revival take place in the spirit. It only happens when we come together as an agreement you've got to understand one of the things that you're going to have to learn to possess in Jude chapter 2 and he says beloved how that you pray in the spirit you will have to learn to pray in the spirit sometimes Because when you pray in the spirit, your best ministry is when you're in the spirit. Sometimes you can't call on the pastor. You can't call on the bishop. You can't call on Sister Sally. But you can call on Jesus and begin to speak to him. When you begin to shambhalomokai, he comes shambhalomoshaya. And all of a sudden, things begin to turn around. And all of a sudden, you have deliverance by yourself. And then... He says that's the breakthrough I've been wanting to get you to. Watch this. The Father God has been trying to get us from here to there, but he can't get us from here to there because we're stuck in the middle. That's right. Because we're still dealing with things from the past. Alright, All right. that's good. So what if they hurt you? You hurt some other people too. That's right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You dealt with rejection. Jesus was rejected. You need a faith builder. Start listening to podcasts about faith. Build your muscles on faith, because I'm telling you, I believe what I heard the Lord say that tonight is a night. That you are not going to hold on to the chains. Because God says, I'm getting ready to raise up some martyrs, I'm getting ready to raise up some devils. I'm getting ready to raise up some folks that are getting ready to go to another level. You've got to understand that you are called, you are positioned for another level, but you cannot get to the next level until you come out of the in between moments. All right, man. All right. yeah. Help me, somebody. How many believe God wants to take you? to a level. Whew. Let me give let me you things that are distracting you in your prayer time. We get distorted through, through the enemy. We get distorted through, many times we bring our phone into our prayer time. And the moment we see a notification, we get distracted. This thing has become like a little God to us. Mm-hmm we bring it into places that it should not be. My God. Think about a time when back in the day when cell phones weren't really popular, but you had time with the Father. I make an intention of when I'm with the Father that I put my phone down and I begin to focus on Him because in Him, the phone can't tell me how to live, but All it's right. the King of Glory that can tell me how to live. I've got too much at stake. You've got too much at stake. And quite the fact of the matter that we need some direction in our life. Because the way things are going in America right now, the way things are going in this community right now, where things are going in our families and on the job, where things are going, we need to hear the word of the Lord. We need to hear the sovereign move of God. We need to spend time with him. But how can you spend time when you're distracted by little things? Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you something that I'll do. Make it very intentional. Mm-hmm. Many people have great intentions, but not intentional. All right. And we have to be intentional in our prayer life. We have to be intentional. She she I love this story because she sat and got herself positioned. She let him speak, she she allowed him to speak to her, and then she had to deal with people in her life. She had some folks that were manipulating her. She had some folks that said the Lord don't care. She had some lonely moments. She was living. she told her, People tried to manipulate her. Here's the key you're gonna have to learn people who thought they mean well but really don't mean well. You're gonna have to let them go. Mm -hmm. Let me let me press it this way you're gonna have to divorce some relationships Mm -hmm. because some relationships will be like an escalator, some will take you up and some will take you down. And it's amazing to me that we stay on the ones that take us down rather than the ones that will take us up. Help me, somebody. We focus on the ones that, that that are taking us down, versus the ones that could take us up. Mm-hmm. Because I want to get around some ones that's going to take us up. Because here's the key: you got some dream killers versus hanging around some dream fulfillers. All right. We come got to get around dream fulfillers that can come in agreement when I'm praying together. We're walking together. We're believing together. We're seeing God bring some things to pass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me let me land the plane here. Listening to God is a choice. Point number three: listening to God is a choice. Listening to God is a choice. Here's what I want to help you with. You have to make a choice, a decision, an eternal decision. Nobody else can make a decision for you. The only person that can make a decision to hear the voice of God is me. That's right. Mm -hmm. And that, we miss it all the time. Because we believe that everybody else ought to make a decision for us to hear God's voice. But man, I'm telling you, as I was praying this morning, he said, son, the voice of God is like a compass inside of you that will navigate you in the right direction. Sometimes I will send you in the north direction Sometimes I will send you in the south direction. Sometimes I will send you in the west direction. And sometimes I will send you in the, uh, the, the, the west side. I will send you, here's the key, and when I cause to navigate you to go in the direction, I'm telling you, I'm pointing you in your next season that you're going in. Mm-hmm. My voice is a navigation system inside of you mm-hmm. that you must listen to. My God, help me, somebody. I, can, I, can, I, can I just teach this thing real quick? Because if he's they, they speaking inside of me, but I'm influenced by folks on the outside of me telling me that God didn't tell me this, My God, help me, somebody. Or someone that says, when you know that God's called you to ministry, can I, how many of them felt you know God's called you to ministry? Come on. And someone has said, no, God didn't call you. God didn't tell you to leave this place. God didn't tell you to do this. But you know that you know that the inner compass, the voice. Because he says in John 10, my sheep know my voice. But here's what we must follow. He says, the follow not after. The stranger. Hey, just hang that thought. But we know that the voice is speaking. But there's sometimes people that will say, God didn't tell you that. And here's what happens. We are influenced by what people tell us on the outside rather than influence what's been told on the inside of us. Right. And the one that's on the inside of us is the Holy Spirit and he can be grieved. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. I don't want his presence to draw back from me because I need his presence. His presence is my navigation system. And then the Holy Spirit said, do you not know that you're the pastor of your home? How can you pastor your home and pastor the church if you don't Listen to me, I will tell you what direction you go in. Come on, you got to be careful of the voices from the outside versus the voice on the inside Mm -hmm. because the voice on the inside knows you better than you know yourself. All right, Let let me help you. He says, "I know you so much that every hair on your hair head is numbered. Mm-hmm. Even when one falls out, I know which number it is." Mm-hmm. You are not created in the spirit of rejection. You were created in His image. Come on, come on, teach. And if I'm created in His image, then why in the world am I listening to the Judases? Come on. They're trying to navigate my direction, my destination. Okay. When the Holy Spirit is saying, You ask for me, you prayed in agreement with your brother and sister about a particular situation or your calling, and now you're gonna to listen to the one who's gonna to try to pull you down? Jesus. Definitely. Why listen? Because here's the key. We ask people, would you come in agreement? Would you pray for me? We're agreeing together but then we tell our destiny or our dreams to the folks that are not satisfied where they're at Mm -hmm. i said it before and i'll say it again if they was ever filming a movie and they needed some extras they don't have to go out and look for them. They can come to the church. Because you've got some of the most foamy actress and actors inside the church. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh, I think no it'll help. Let me go on this side. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Because here's the key. God is saying, I'm the voice of many waters. And if you listen to my voice, And believe what you are praying all things are possible to him who -hmm. believes if you cannot believe that all things are possible that is a faith issue Mm -hmm. because what's this faith (laughs) doesn't look back Mm -hmm. faith connects you to the voice of God that brings you encouragement I promise you I'm concluding with this. It's a choice to listen to his voice. The other thought is, Jesus personally responds to Martha when she focused upon him. He affirmed her values. Okay. The voice of God will affirm who you are. Yes. The voice of God will add value to you daily. Mm-hmm. The voice of God will give you leadership. The voice of God will give you direction. The voice of God will encourage you in the midnight hour. The voice of God will clean your slate daily. Mm -hmm. The voice of God will expose the heart issues inside of you. Mm -hmm. The voice of God will help you identify your personal priorities that are needed for you. The voice of God will affirm who you are and Him. The voice of God will take you from to a place from here to there. The voice of God will cause you to come into agreement with yourself. The voice of God will begin to show you who you are called to be. I'm telling you, some of you are still sitting in your calling and God is saying, it's time to get off the bench and it's time to get into the game because the game needs you and you need the voice of God and the nation needs the voice of God. And let me tell you something, there's a millennial generation that is rising up right now and this millennial generation are saying they're not going to church, they don't like the religious things, they don't want to come to church. They're tired of the hell and hollering. But you, when you get a millennial on your team and on your staff, and you get them radically saved, and you teach them how to hear God's voice to change their world, let me tell you something. They will be the best gatherers for the kingdom of God. They'll be the best fire starters for the kingdom of God. They will begin to see revival take place. And, and we've got to move past just inwardly, and we're going to have to move outwardly so that we can do what God has called us to do. And let me bring you closer to home. This city of Portland needs a cross-pollinated anointing. They're trying to squeeze us out of our purpose here in the north of northeast Portland. But I'm telling, tell you something. God says, I'm getting ready to dethrone the spirit of Jezebel. I'm getting ready to dethrone the spirit of Leviathan. But I'm calling you, son, to rise up and begin to prophesy into this region. Prophesy to the destiny. Prophesy to the churches. You and I are called to be here. That's right. That's right. That's right. You're called. That's right. And when you know you're called, Jesus. nothing can stop you. All of us have a purpose. We have so much purpose. It's... When you have a prophetic word spoken over your life, the prophetic penetrates you and it brings you to a place that you never thought you would be able to be in. I was just telling a good friend of mine today, she is such an amazing networker. I'm telling you, she's been in place, doors just open left and right. And, and she just said, Clyde, all I do is just, I just have a servant's heart. I just love serving people. I have no agenda. And she said something so key, that I said, I said it again, she said, I just don't have an agenda. See, when you hear the voice of God, and you follow his will, you don't have an agenda. You have a kingdom agenda. Mm-hmm. I tell people, I'm not a religious person. I'm a kingdom builder. Mm -hmm. I tell you, you show me the Bible where it says religion, and I'll show you the Bible where it says kingdom all day long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because we're called to build a kingdom. Let me move into a time of prophesying. But let me give you some thoughts, because we believe you're hearing God's voice to change your world. How many want to hear God's voice? Amen. To literally change their world. Amen. Amen. He wants to change your voice. He wants you to hear his voice. He wants to speak to you. And I don't want you, I want you to be encouraged and not discouraged. And and I want to tell you what to do with your prophecy. Just in give me about five minutes. Everywhere I go, I, I teach this so we can have a clarity. And and, and what to do with your prophetic word. How many of you have been prophesied on before? Mm-hmm. Yes. How many of you still have those prophetic words? How many of you have done something with them? How many of you don't know what to do with them? <laughs> Come on, talk to me. Amen. I want to help you tonight. I'm glad that we're on this subject of prayer. Because prophesying and prophecy is just nothing more than the voice of God that is prophesying from the book that's written on you. And it's teaching you to hear the voice of God. It's really prayer. And and, and, and when when Bishop asked me where I come, I said, yeah. And and God's raising up. I will tell you this. He is raising up prophetic intercessors in this hour. Mm -hmm. Prophetic intercessors. That literally know the voice of God. Here's what to do with your per- personal prophecy. Write out your word, your prophecy. Mm-hmm. Meditate on it, ask the Lord for parts that may be unclear to you. Take them, your prophecy to your spiritual covering. Number two is if you have other prophecies from previous times, compare the content to see if there's any consistent theme throughout it, throughout mm-hmm. out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Realize first, that that the first interpretation is not necessarily a true application. Several interpretations may be possible for the same word. Witness your prophecy with your spirit, not your mind. Mm. Know your emotions or personal opinions or goals. Realize too that God can use prophets to speak new revelation as well as confirming words. I like to say it this way as well. That prophets help you see around the corners of your life. Mm-hmm. Okay. And sometimes when we prophesy, we're prophesying some new revelation, some new things that many people say, Oh, that's not that here's what happens. Oh, that's not me. He's got it wrong. He's got it wrong. Every time that I prophesy to people, every probably every probably twice a week or every other week I get a text message saying, That word that you gave me two years ago, I didn't see it at that time. But now I'm living that word right now. All right. Thank you so much. Okay? So you gotta understand that new revelation. Remember, you receive the word by faith. Amen. Don't do anything, I mean, do warfare with your prophecy. First 1 Timothy 118. Do warfare. What does that mean? To war, to call that thing in, to pray it in, to believe it. That's, that's We're talking about prayer. Mm-hmm. Agree. You're agreeing with the word that has been prophesied of me. Father, I call that word in. I walk that word. Let's show me how to walk that word. Because here's the key. The enemy does not want you to advance. Mm-hmm. Amen? Don't do anything differently unless you're direct, direct, uh, uh, definitely directed. You need to continue doing whatever you've been doing unless God has given you explicit instructions to act. You need to receive your prophetic word with faith and acceptance, Hebrews 11 and six. Along with faith, you must must come obedience to be a doer. You must be a doer of the word. You must be a doer. Patience is required to see the fulfillment of God's will. Patience. You must receive your word in the spirit of humility, meekness, submission, so that you don't negate the word God has spoken by having a wrong spirit. Mm-hmm. Here's some guidelines. Personal prophecy is not the only way that God reveals his will to us, although it can play an important part. Play an important part. A lot, a lot of what I do during the weekday is I'm a spiritual prophetic advisor to many influential people in the nations. I us talk to one girl today. Great influencer in the nations. What is God saying, Clyde? What is the word of the Lord saying? And we give direction. Some are business owners or multimillionaires, and the Lord says, and some are saying, what is God saying? We're getting ready to make this investment. And the word of the Lord, let me tell you, that's very weighty. Mm -hmm. When we hear the word of the Lord, and we ship things begin to happen. Amen? And here's the key. Here's the key. Anytime, anytime that you have a prophet or prophetess or somebody... And they charge for the prophetic. Okay? Prophecy is not to be merchandise. Uh, right. That's right. That's right. Here, 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 I'm, gonna, I'm telling you, it's not to be merchandise. The Bible says, freely you give, freely you receive. Okay? You don't pop, I'm telling people, buy, they will buy words and do all this. You do not. Amen? That's right. That's right, Pastor. Now, you, now, if God leads you, this is where they get the scripture out of First Samuel chapter 9, where they're looking for the donkey, and they said, hey, let's go see the seer. And they said, hey, we need some dollars, some money. If God leads you to, to bless him, then that's his leading. But you don't, I don't tell Bishop, Bishop, I need $500 for prophesying. See, when I go to Seattle, I have to break that ground because there's one guy that's gone through through there that charges $10,000 for a prophetic word, and he's getting it every time. I'm telling you, you do not charge. Hear me clearly. Amen? Amen. I'm telling you right here. Okay? You don't charge. Okay? Personal prophecy will always be in part, progressive and conditional. In part, we prophesy in part, and we know in part. God only gives us a little bit of your life at that time. That's right. We prophesy in part, we know in part. Amen? Right. Amen? Progressive. Life of Abraham. Promise was given to him. Genesis 12, 13. Conditional, whether any conditions are mentioned. Prophecy is always conditional. God will always do his part. You've got to do your part. Mm-hmm. Okay, hear me clear. You, prophecy is always conditional. That's right. You've got to do your part. God's going to do his part he will always do his part. Now here's the prophetic terminology. Here's the prophetic terminology. God's time uh, terminology is much different from my own concept. Even though he's never in a hurry, he's always on time. So number one is, when you hear the word prophesied immediately, that can mean one day to three years. When you hear the word very soon, prophesied very soon, that can mean three years to 10 years. (laughs) some folks are saying golly I mean I can't get a little break (laughs) (laughs) maybe y'all still hanging in there (laughs) now or this day means 10 years to 40 years I will sometime sometime during your lifetime if you're obedient soon is the terminology Jesus says he was coming back 2,000 years ago (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: that is
0: the prophetic terminology now you know what to do with your prophetic word amen now here's what i here's what we believe with our bishop bishop bill hammond we believe that all of you the bible says all of you can prophesy first Corinthians 14 says to covet prophecy and then the ephesians chapter 4 was the, the, the governmental giftings the vocal giftings where he says he gave some of the apostles, prophets, evangelists, and pastors, and teachers, for the equipment of the saints, for the work of ministry, prophecies for edification, exhortation, and comfort, to build you up, to stir you up, and to cheer you up. You all can prophesy. How many believe you can prophesy? Amen. How many desire to prophesy? Amen. Come on! Come on! How many? Come how many? Come on! we desire to prophesy? Come on! I mean, I can tell you stories after story that has just blessed people's lives and blessed our lives. Amen. I want to stir you up tonight. Amen. And uh, we do our school of the prophet. And I was telling my good friend that I would love to do one and get you guys stirred up prophesying, releasing the word of the Lord. But let me prophesy with you tonight. Is that okay? Y'all ready? Amen. Amen. Uh, what is the.